BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now here he is, the Peabody award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great America Show. Thanks for taking time to join us on the podcast. Thanks for your support. And we thank you for supporting truth, justice, and the American way, and in a big way. God bless you. I suspect you're as excited as I am to take on this administration's malevolence, because today, that's exactly what we will do. I don't know if you saw the White House and its desire, its uh, well, deeply felt want to have Spotify do more to control, to constrain, to censure, perhaps cancel Joe Rogan. I haven't talked with Joe about all of this, but I think he's handled it extremely well with sincerity, with clarity and class. Uh, but that's not good enough, of course, for the Biden White House and a president who exhibits none of those qualities ever. This White House is a low-class, low-rent, snake-belly, low-operation. And now President Biden is dispatching thousands of our troops to Eastern Europe after his disastrous withdrawal of our forces from Afghanistan. That was a national disgrace. It will forever be Joe Biden's legacy. And I, and I think of the, uh, the movie, uh, Wag the Dog. It's obvious that the, the politicos and the Biden White House think that this is some way to distract the American people from his overall incompetence and ineptitude. It is not. It is infuriating to see him put our troops at risk, period. He and our Pentagon couldn't even handle a surrender to the Taliban with military precision, military order. And now he wants to scare Vladimir Putin by risking the lives of our troops in, in what is without a doubt a European matter. A European matter, Mr. Biden, not a U.S. matter. One that Biden himself uh, inserted America into far too late to be effective diplomacy. And now he's inserting our troops without purpose or any prospect of success and deterring Russia, whatever Russia's goals may be. President Biden putting our troops at risk to preserve the Ukrainian border, but he leaves America's border wide open, unprotected, declares he will nominate a black female to the Supreme Court. Biden is pandering. He's playing uh, pandering group and identity politics unconstitutionally. Two-thirds of the country say the country is headed in absolutely the wrong direction. And President Biden is the one leading us there. This midterm election looks like it'll be one for the ages. Biden is a mess, and he's made a mess with the help of the Pelosi-Schumer dream team of the Democrats' quickly dissipating hopes of retaining control of the Senate and the House this year. How bright are the Republicans' chances? 
how dim the Democrats' chances? With us today to assess all of that, leading pollster and GOP strategist John McLaughlin of McLaughlin and Associates with the latest polling for us. John, welcome back and great to have you on the Great America Show. Lou, it's my pleasure to be here. And uh, as you said, it's a it's a good time to be a, uh, a conservative Republican pollster. But I wish the election was tomorrow. There's there's too much time between now and November for the Republicans to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But right well, now, Biden is giving the election to us. Oh, is he ever? I, I, I and I'm not certain. I have to be honest here. I'm not certain the Republicans have the good judgment to accept that gift. Uh, they have uh, they have a tendency on occasion to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I, I want to talk about your monthly poll. It is, uh, to me, always fascinating reading. But my gosh, this one is something else. Uh, I want to start with the results of the poll that shows just where Joe Biden is, if you will lead us through that. Sure. And and it, by the way, it's it's. Let me tell you first the story. A year ago in January, uh, during the impeachment hearings, I was in Mar-a-Lago with President Trump and, and one other, uh, Brian Jack, who was his former White House political director. And uh, it was January 2021. And I'm saying to him, you're going to have to be patient. But those of us who remember Ronald Reagan, when he didn't win the nomination and Ford lost to Carter, uh, the country had buyer's remorse and all of a sudden Reagan over four years built a reelection campaign and won in a landslide because Jimmy Carter failed. And we know that Joe Biden is going to fail because his policies are all the wrong prescriptions. And I said to the president Trump, you just have to be patient, but you know, there will be buyer's remorse and uh, you will, you know, people will want you to be president again. And uh, the only good the for only, you, the only difference is right. The only difference is Joe Biden collapsed in less than a year <laughs> and, and did in a matter of months what Jimmy Carter took four years to do. You're right. And the American public, they wish there was an election today, because when you look at Joe Biden's numbers, I mean, people thought that he was, go you know, if you listen to his campaign in the mainstream media. You thought he was going to be a unifier. You thought that he was going to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to be a moderate Democrat. And he's been anything but. And you're, you're right. Right now, 65 percent of all voters say the country's on the wrong track. Thirty two percent right direction. We have these poll numbers up on our website, McLaughlinOnline.com. And they think the economy is getting worse instead of better. Sixty two to thirty. And. What's amazing about that is Biden, who had a 58 percent job approval when he first took office because President Trump had left him with a growing economy. People thought it was going to get better. They had the vaccines against the virus, the, the virus that Joe Biden said he was going to just right. stop it and get rid of. And now Biden's job approval is only 41 percent approved among a thousand likely voters, 57 percent disapproved. That includes 22% or a quarter of the 2020 Biden voters. In this poll, we have 51% of the voters tell us they voted for Biden. So it matches the election results in the 2020 model exactly. 
22% of the Democrats disapprove of the job that Biden's doing, 25% of the African-American vote, 50% of the Hispanics. I mean, you're now looking at a Democrat coalition that is coming apart and it's cracking up. It's beyond the Republicans want President Trump to run again. Uh, the, the, the independents would vote for President Trump again. Uh, the Republicans are leading the generic ballot for Congress, 48 to 43. Um, so this, the, the wave election is coming. The Republicans need to let it happen. If Biden doesn't do a 180 and say, look, I'm wrong, I'm going to seal the border, I'm going to stop raising taxes, stop spending. If he doesn't do what Bill Clinton did, the Democrats are headed for a disaster in November. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really... It's really a tough time for the country, but the voters are ready to take action. Well, I, I hope that they stay ready. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and to your point, uh, we always see, what is it? Uh, in, in midterm elections, the incumbent, the incumbent president's party loses something like 25, 26 seats. Uh, they lose five seats in the, in, in the Senate. I, that's just historically the average. Uh, and to see these kind of numbers, give us a sense of how much that could either balloon or shrink uh, with Biden if he persists in this in this journey of madness that he has the country on. Well, as I said, the Republicans are leading 48 to 43 in the generic vote for Congress. Now, I'm an older person that I've polled for a long time. I used to do it with, uh, for Arthur Finkelstein when Arthur was uh, Mike Deaver's pollster and Reagan was president. Right. But I had my own firm in 94 and uh, had to deliver polling to the Republican leadership, including then whip uh, Newt Gingrich in September of 94. Haley Barber and Congressman McCollum had paid for a national survey. And those are, some great, those are some great old names. Yes. And, and, and uh, the Republicans... You know, for years, we were always behind the generic ballot. The Democrats had the majority for, you know, some 40 years or whatever. I delivered a poll in September where they wanted to see if we had to compromise on Clinton's health care proposal on Hillary care. And the poll came back with a generic ballot up seven Republicans and don't compromise on, on Hillary care and you'll have a majority. And they'd never seen that. And I presented those numbers to then, you know, whip soon to be speaker uh, uh newt gingrich and bob michael and the republicans won a landslide where they you know won over uh 50 seats and we've seen it in 2010 when obama was president we won over 60 seats and now you've got the republicans up 48 43 and it's a hidden vote with the nine percent who are undecided because the nine percent who are undecided are really not undecided they say the country's on the wrong track 76 percent right. and only and only 34% approved the job that Biden's doing, 58 disapproved. So the Republicans will probably, if they don't screw this up, they'll get another six points out of the nine undecided and win with like 54% uh, of the popular vote. So uh, uh, a long way to go between now and then. But when you look at, you know, the they don't want the debt ceiling raised. They don't want, uh, uh, you know, when you think about it, a number came out yesterday where Joe Biden, when he took office, the national debt, $21 trillion. Right. It is now $30 trillion. Yeah. He is almost, by $9 trillion, he increased the national debt 
in less in a year. John, and, do you, and everybody should think about this: the Build Back Better uh, legislation. Uh, that thank you, Joe Manchin. Thank you, uh, Senator Sinema. This this is uh, so outrageous. He said to everyone in the White House, pushed this on Capitol Hill, that it was one and three quarters trillion dollars would be the cost. That would be bad enough. But the reasonable and objective estimates put the number more approaching $5 trillion. Add that to the budget. Yes. Uh, you're talking about, uh, about an 18% increase in the national debt in one bill by this uh, that most people have no idea what's in it. It is a complete and utter payoff to the Democratic Party at every level of government, uh, state, county, local, and, of course, federal. Uh, it, it is a travesty. And this, this White House has the temerity to come back and try to shove this down the throats of the uh, Republicans and the American people. Uh, this is what we're dealing with, uh, with this, this man, Biden. Yes. And, and what you, you know, and the voters get it right off the bat because the voters, we've done polling even for the Job Creators Network of we do 500 uh, small business owners every month. Right. Two one, they say build back better, and these policies are, are increasing inflation. And the voters themselves, they say the number one economic issue is cost of living inflation. Right. They th what one of the brilliant things that in the work that I've done with Newt Gingrich, I still work for him uh, with his firm Gingrich 360. They define the build back better bill not as a uh, infrastructure bill, which they were, which would have been popular. They should have done it when Donald Trump was, was president. Right. They've defined it as a spending bill, which it is, and which you defined you, the way you rattled off those numbers and facts and figures, the American public gets that. And that's why with the $30 trillion debt and that kind of deficit spending, that's why you're paying four or $5 a gallon of gas instead of $2 because it now takes a lot more dollars there. And it's the Biden hidden tax yeah. where when you go to buy food, people are telling us in focus groups, they're in sticker shock. They, things that, things that cost them, you know, basic necessities of meat and, and, and other things are costing them a third to half to double the price that they paid a year ago. And it's because of inflation. And so the voters get it. They blame the Democrats. They blame Biden. They, and I've heard stories that Joe Manchin's numbers in Virginia have gone up significantly. And, uh, you know, so the, the voters are ready to take out the, the big spenders and put in people who will, who will give us a balanced budget amendment again, or a balanced budget. Uh, and by the yeah, way, I'll, so, I'll take, John, I'll, I'll take a budget that makes sense, that's rational, yeah. that I know what the money will be spent on. Uh, these arrogant uh, SOBs in the Democratic leadership have, have the temerity to yeah. not even tell people. It's just a constant replay of Pelosi's famous Obamacare line. You know, we'll tell you what's in it when we pass it. Uh, yeah. you know, and there's nothing like the, the, the radical Dems uh, tyranny of condescension. They do it primarily to their own uh, constituency, whether it be uh, African-Americans, Hispanics, uh, whomever. Uh, but they're doing it now to the entire country, irrespective of group and identity politics. 
they condescend to tell us what they wish us to know. And, yep. oh, my God, if they don't get a wave election out of this, I don't know what the Republicans could possibly do to mess it up. But I'm sure they might think of something. I'm well, sorry. well, they could raise the debt ceiling again when people want them to use <laughs> the spend. By the way, let me run through a series of these numbers that I'll tell Please. you why the wave is so big. By the way, Biden, they think he should have a cognitive test and make it public. 60% of all voters. So 60%. 60 percent don't think he's which is dangerous for the world but they know he's not capable kamala harris she's impeachment insurance because she's only got a 39 favorable and a 56 unfavorable uh pelosi who announced she's running again is only 33 favorable and 61 unfavorable 33 percent yes 33 favorable 61 unfavorable across the country um they, they prefer free market capitalism to big government socialism, 61 to 15. They prefer smaller government rather than a larger government, more services, 52% to 34%. And Biden, if there was a Democrat primary today, Biden would only get 25% of the vote to, to run for president again. And you would have Michelle Obama at 16% and you'd have Hillary Clinton at seven tied with AOC. The Democrat Party is leaders, leaderless. And in contrast, if you look at Republican primary voters, 70% want Donald Trump to run again. And if Donald Trump runs again, they support him 81 to 15. And he beats Joe Biden nationally, 49-44, which would be an electoral landslide. He beats Kamala Harris, 51 to 40. And if Hillary Clinton got in, he beats Hillary Clinton 51 to 41. So the people want an election right now, but we have to go through the primaries, elect conservatives, elect Trump Republicans, and then we have to make sure they get elected in November. Yeah, you know, I, I love the left wing media, uh, the corporate outlets, uh, you know, the Comcast, NBC News, the AT&T, CNN. Speaking of CNN, by the way, did you hear that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jeff Zucker, the CEO of CNN, had to, they apparently had to march him out of there. Uh, he did some of that Me Too stuff, apparently, uh, over there at CNN. Uh, just wanted to bring everybody up to date on that. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's stunning stuff that the, all of these outlets are owned by corporations. It's an oligarch, oligarchy economically and financially, uh, but it's our media is, is an oligarchy as well. Uh, it's, it's tough stuff. And when you say things like 81% of Republican primary voters will support president Trump. I mean, I think about the, uh, the Atlantic, I think about all the left-wing magazines and networks that have said, you know, Trump is losing his base. I mean, it's a pretty tough deal. It's more propaganda from the left. I mean, this yep. is great stuff. And as a supporter of president Trump, obviously I get kind of excited about that. Yes. And, and, and look, I've, I've known President Trump a long time when he was thinking of running in 2012, helped him in 2011. When he decided to get in in, in 2015, 2016, I helped him and, and we won. And when they were saying we couldn't win, I kept on telling him we were in a close race and we can win. And, you know, he was working. He'd go from six in the morning to like after midnight doing rallies every day to get out the vote. And we won right. by... 78,000 votes really out of 131 million. 
And then in the last election, they kept telling him to throw in the towel, and they had all these bad polls. I mean, CNN attacked me publicly, Chris Cuomo on prime time, because they put out a poll. We were down 14 points in June of that year, right. and the poll had only 25% Republicans. On election day, we were 36%. <laughs> so they, they rigged the polls, and they're doing it again. And they're afraid that they're really afraid that Donald Trump will get reelected and the heartland of America, where we where we built our coalition in the Rust Belt and the Sun Belt, the heartland of America wants Donald Trump to run again and get reelected. And they want to go back to a secure border. They want they want the national crime, uh, you know, uh, to to end. There's a there's, there's a they want the economy to be good, the dollar to be strong again. And they, and they want this inflation to be put in check and they don't want to end up having to pay $30 trillion in taxes for them and their kids and grandkids while the nation's standard of living declines. Plus, he's, this man surrendered a country. President Biden in August, uh, I used to work for uh, uh, Stephen Harper, the former prime minister of Canada, who was a strong ally, he had troops right. in Afghanistan. He was our NATO ally. When... when uh, when, when Biden was withdrawing, he called me up and he says, this is not a withdrawal. This is a surrender. And Biden surrendered Afghanistan. And now the people of Ukraine are worried because no one in the world is afraid of Joe Biden and the Chinese and Russians own him. Well, I think Americans are afraid of him. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're scared to death of him. And, and I think that's appropriate. Uh, when you've got a guy who is, I, I mean, I, I will never forget that moment in which I learned that Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky had asked Biden to calm down, that he right. was getting hysterical over the prospect of a Russian invasion of Ukraine, the president of the country telling Biden to calm the hell down. Uh, this is what we've got in the White House. Yes. And by the way, I, if he had people who were sensible, rational, experienced, let's say with above average IQs, I could at least say, you know, maybe we'll be okay. They don't exist there. Lloyd Austin is leading as the Secretary of Defense, the Pentagon, uh, General Milley, who wants to talk to the Chinese before he orders, uh, gives his battalion commander's orders. I mean, this is nuts what we've got going on in this administration. Yes. And Pentagon. It's not a good time for the United States or the world because when Donald Trump was president, they respected America. They may not have liked him, but they respected America. And they and he tried to make the NATO alliance stronger. He certainly had the Chinese on notice and he had Iran on notice. And, uh, you know, the world the world respected America. And now you're in a dangerous situ situation because the world can't count on America. Yeah. And that's that's. That kind of a security debacle on top of a, uh, on top of a, a of an economy that's going to be beset by inflation and you know a government that's gone wild in spending is it's really not good for the average American at all. And I like and I like also I like everything about your poll obviously, but uh, I also like uh, your uh, analysis of what's going on with Winter Olympics and the corporate sponsors. As, as you point out, a majority disapprove of allowing American athletes to compete. They basically want a, a, a boycott. Right. And, and to see the impact 
um, advertisers, big business, corporate America, uh, to see it as a loser for them because 59% of the voters disapprove of those sponsorships and only 25% approve. That right. is stunning stuff. Right. And that's and that's what you're referring to the questions where we asked a simple disapprove, disapprove, allowing American athletes to compete in the upcoming right. Winter Olympics in China. Even though it's been documented, the Chinese government, uh, you know, is actively engaged in human rights abuses. And it was 35 approved, 53 disapproved. And then when we asked them about the American businesses and corporations sponsoring the Winter Olympics in China, even though it's been documented, the Chinese government is putting on the Olympics, is engaged in human rights violations, slavery, forced labor, et cetera. It's 25% approved, 59 disapproved. You know, the, the corporate crowd is headed for a bath here with China. And China, by the way, the Olympics may be the only reason that Putin is not already into Ukraine or that China is not into Taiwan. Uh, and the sad part is, you know, they're the ones who are basically dictating to these American corporations, the, the communist Chinese, uh, to shut down President Trump. To Like you started your this program talking about uh, Joe Rogan and Spotify, et cetera. I mean, and, and the White House, uh, you know, trying to, you know, keep information from the American people and end our First Amendment rights, which is a, a scary prospect for uh, every American. So I, I truly don't. I, I truly believe that this is the most left way. And I thought Obama had the, the win on this, but uh, his uh, former vice president is taking a cake. Uh, this is the most authoritarian left wing uh, administration in this country's history. And the, the country, as your poll reveals, this is a far more conservative country than you will gather listening to the Bezos-owned Washington Post or the AT&T CNN uh, or Disney's uh, ABC News. Uh, this is almost diametrically opposed. Uh, in it's alternate realities. What yeah. your poll shows and what the left-wing media, the corporate-owned media, are pushing on the American people. Yes, and, and that's why they're listening to your podcast. And that's why the American people are uh, in the elections. We saw it a little bit last year in Virginia. We saw it in New York State where they had propositions that they were trying to rig the elections, where they wanted to count illegals in redistricting, where they wanted to uh, uh, have same-day registration in a state where you're not allowed to ask for voter ID. And they wanted to uh, have no excuse absentee so they could ballot harvest. And the people of New York and deep blue New York voted each one of those propositions down with as much as 58% of the vote precisely so that we could have honest elections and not enable fraud. And even, even in Nassau County, you saw uh, one of the authors of cashless bail in New York state center was running for DA got crushed by a woman who is a career prosecutor and a Republican who uh, opposed cashless bail. Uh, and Donnelly got 58% of the vote over Todd Kaminsky. So the voters won elections and and the middle America is hearing this and they want to vote on this and they're going to vote against, uh, you know, the Democrats because the Democrats now they're trying to rig the elections. I mean, you see it with the, yeah. the election bills and it's, it's, it's a scary time in America because if we don't win, we'll lose our country.
And uh, well, we really one thing, one thing I hope Americans learned in 2020, uh, it is not just about how the, the vote that you turn out. Uh, it is also about who counts the vote and how the vote is counted. And that's yep. so important. And I have to tell you, John, I, I, you're the expert here. I don't see or hear a single rumble from the Republican National Committee, uh, nor for that matter, uh, from the Trump organization about what they're doing at the local level to make sure that the, these this nonsense ends uh, with 2020. Uh, I, I just hate to think of it being uh, perpetuated uh, and the left being allowed to get away with another one. I, by the way, I totally agree because granted I was doing polling in the campaign, but you know, there were things that went on where um, if I'd done more polling, we could have picked up on certain things, but the, uh, uh, but the campaign was cash trapped at the time. But in Georgia, when I worked for governor deal, we never allowed drop boxes in Georgia and these Zuckerberg drop boxes. I have no idea why the, why the Republican national committee has not filed an FEC complaint and an IRS complaint because they spent $400 million to enable ballot fraud and enable, uh, uh, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't anything technical with these, the, 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 as far as we know, as far as what I'm, what, what I'm looking at is the evidence I see from, uh, like in Georgia, there's 300,000 ballots that have no chain of custody records that were put in drop boxes in Metro Atlanta, where the Democrats live. That, and 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 uh, uh, you have in Wisconsin, where they're saying that there was there was tens of thousands of people right. saying that they had a, dis- a permanent disability when they didn't. And you're seeing the similar stuff in in Wisconsin and Arizona. Well. Zuckerberg's the one who funded this. And guess who his strategist was? David Pluff, who was Obama's campaign manager. And the Republicans. I'm, are, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Right. Yeah. He wrote a book on it. It wasn't a secret. Those <laughs> of us who read the book, I don't think anybody in the RNC read the book. The you RNC should have, they, they should be filing complaints against these guys in legal actions. And instead, they're still playing defense when Mark Elias is trying to, you know, uh, you know, basically what they call voting rights, yeah. they're enabling fraud and they're enabling, uh, uh, you know, the idea of uh, you get these unchecked absentee ballots where like in Georgia, people could go up to a drop box and drop in multiple ballots and they could do it for whomever and God knows where it came from. And uh, then they had private workers pick it up, not government employees. And uh, uh, so it was a well-planned democratic operation. And oh, we absolutely. Lost 44,000 votes. That was it. It was, you know, 11,000 in Arizona, 12,000 in Georgia, 20,000 in Wisconsin, and Donald Trump would still be president. And uh, we should have fought it better. In Texas, they fought it. Florida, they fought it. North Carolina, they fought it. And in these other states, the Republicans were asleep at the switch and got beat. And uh, now, you know, you're seeing in Georgia, I work for Speaker Ralston, they changed the election law where the Democrats hate it because the drop boxes have to be in a secure government office, one in a county, um, you know, th- so that they're watched and you can't have these yeah. these people, you know, free, in, uh, do the ballot harvesting. In and most then, states, am I correct? It, in most states, drop boxes are illegal. Uh, and, I, and I don't understand why Georgia has a damn drop box of any kind. Yeah, well, they're secure, I guess because some people don't believe the post office can deliver. But the other hand, too, is 
Georgia, what they did best is they have they have voter ID and they preserve voter ID, whether it's an absentee or whether it's in person, right. you have to show voter ID. And the Democrats are against voter ID and over 80 percent of all Americans support it. And guess what? The Democrats, those of us who are I still live in New York, they haven't forced me out now. It's like being at the Alamo. But in our <laughs> national poll, we had a question, uh, you know, because the Democrats in New York City want to let uh, foreigners, non-citizens vote in our in our elections. Sure. And I don't live in the city, but that's what they want in New York City. And it'll be a cancer if it gets approved. So we asked in our national poll, prove disapproval, allowing foreigners and non-citizens to vote in local United States elections who have been in America for as little as 30 days. 78% of all voters disapprove. The other 15% approve. They're corrupt. And 67% strongly disapprove because Americans get it. This is a move to, to cancel our votes out. And I guess that we'll probably start seeing uh, voting uh, cruises and uh, uh, travel agencies offering, a, you know, go to America for the week uh, and vote. Uh, John, thanks so much for being with us today. I want to I want to conclude, if I may, uh, and you get the last word here, but I really would like to get your sense of what you expect the Dems to do, because whatever else they are, they're, they're not stupid when it comes to tactical and strategic politics. What do you expect the Dems to do to stop Biden from running? Because he obviously is the problem, followed by Kamala Harris uh, and, of course, all of their policies. What can they do and what do you expect them to do in the next six months? Well, well my my friend uh, Pat Cadell, who's the late great pollster, worked for Jimmy yep. Carter, but then he worked for Trump. He came around. He used to have a saying that the Democrats are the crooked party and the Republicans are the stupid party. And it's still true Amen, today. Amen, Pat. Amen. Right. And so what I think they're going to do is double down on trying to bring back election law changes where they basically enable ballot fraud across the country, get rid of voter ID. And when that doesn't work, Joe Biden, I don't, you know, I, they, it's, it's Kamala Harris. They don't want her to be president. <laughs> it's obvious. They, don't, they don't want either one of them in uh, D.C. by appearances. Yeah, And my friends who live in Chappaqua, New York, they say there's a lot of coming and going at the Clintons home up in Chappaqua, New York. So <laughs> the rumor, the, the rumor, the conspiracy rumor was. Harris would be talked into uh, going to the Supreme Court by Obama and Hillary would be appointed vice president. And then they'd invoke the 25th Amendment against Joe Biden. But it's like, I don't see it. So, well, I, I'm, sh I'm shuddering at the prospect of any of that, for crying out loud. Yeah. But, John, it's great of you to be here. Enjoy the conversation as always. Please come back soon. Uh, and uh, thanks for being here. Well, keep on getting out the truth and uh, hopefully we can keep keep the Republicans from snatching defeat from the, the joys of victory. So if we, if we elect the right candidates in primaries and Trump conservative Republicans, and then we get them elected in November, the country will be back on the right track, but we'll have a lot of damage we have to repair. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it there and here first, the, the roadmap to victory uh, for the GOP. Thanks so much, John. John. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate it. John McLaughlin, uh, one of the, if not the country's greatest pollsters and a great American, obviously. Uh, thanks for being with us. And uh, 
we appreciate your support here on the Great America Show. God bless you. Thanks again for being with us. Join us again tomorrow for the Great America Podcast. Stay in the fight. Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds.